what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. All right, so some of you may recognize his voice here in a moment uh, from area football and basketball accommodating, but I'm here today with Luke Fochman. Uh, Luke grew up in the Henderson area, graduated from Heartland Community Schools. Upon graduation, Luke headed to Lincoln to further his education at Southeast Community College. He's now back in 17 County, right where we want him, uh, working at Henderson Healthcare Services here in Henderson, Nebraska, uh, as a Marketing and Public Relations Director. Uh, we're most excited that Luke decided to come back to the community and pursue his professional goals, um, and, and you know it's great to have him have him around. So welcome to the show, Luke. Thanks for having me, Derek. I appreciate it. Right on. Yeah. So what we'll kind of dive right in here. What what did Heartland do? I guess so. SEC. It sounds like did a pr- pretty good job at preparing you. But what did Heartland do? Um, the Heartland Community Schools do to kind of help prepare you for for SEC. Well, I mean, academically, it's a it's a very great school. You know, uh, I came here from Aurora, and Aurora was a lot bigger of a school. I struggled a lot in like elementary because I, I needed more of that like personal relationship with like a teacher or a, a principal, for example. And coming here really helped me. Um, I'll be honest, in high school, I didn't really care about much. Like I, you know, I didn't really take school seriously when I was in high school. Uh, but then I realized very quickly, once you got out of high school, people don't, you know, they don't care for you. They're not going to help you throughout life like some of the teachers in high school did. And I kind of, you know, took that for granted. But academically, I mean, one of the best in York County, I'm sure you're aware, maybe even South Central Nebraska. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I got to, to go to a school um, like this, you know, as far as sports as well, you know, four year, three sport, just you, you always had an opportunity to start if you wanted to put in the work. And that was something I was also really thankful for about, uh, about Heartland Community Schools. Yeah, growing up in York, you know, I was, you know, similar way, you know, I was athletic, but I wasn't the most athletic. Mm-hmm. So I was able to, you know, be on a lot of teams that, you know, if I was in a, a larger, you know, area, I probably wouldn't have been, you know, competing on. Yeah, so. absolutely. Having the small field is, yeah, is great. Um, were there any teachers, uh, I guess, that kind of come to mind, you know, when you think of those that kind of, you know, stand out, whether it be SEC or Heartland? Did you ever have anyone that really kind of stood out and kind of pushed you to, uh, to be better? Yeah, I mean, definitely in high school, it was my football coach who was also, you know, PE teacher, um, Eric Wetchin. He was definitely one who always, you know, um, made a strive for better. Uh, he was he was one who certainly helped me through high school a lot. Um, Susan Mazur, she was uh, like history teacher and stuff when I was you know getting older, like senior junior senior year. Um, she was also my golf coach, uh, I believe senior year. Um, so yeah, it was it was teachers like that. There are so many more that you know I can't I can't even think of. There's just there's a lot that I would you know like to say helped me along my way. Uh, but those were two that kind of have always really stuck out for me. Um, the older I get, you know, at the ripe age of 26 now, I'm starting <laughs> to uh, uh, remember those those people for how much they've helped me through life, for sure. In college, you know, it was 
it was quarters, so I didn't really spend a lot of time with, with teachers, but I know that there was, I don't remember her name, but my employment techniques teacher in college, she really helped me become like professional in like an employment situation, like interviews, resumes, stuff that, you know, they don't really teach you in high school, but it's very, very helpful throughout the course of life. Um, I, I don't know your name, teacher, but thank you for, for helping me. You've helped me get my last three jobs because of what you, what you taught me. So Right, yeah. Any, any of those skills to kind of help, you know, win the interview, yeah, if you yeah. will. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those skills are going to be lifelong skills and everything. What made you decide on SEC as uh, the place you wanted to, to go study? Well, I mean, a lot of my friends coming out of high school, they felt the need to do the four-year route, you know. I was kind of a little bit different. I wanted to do a little less schooling and try to focus on, you know, business. I felt like business was a good area to specialize in. So I went with the the associate's degree rather than, you know, bachelor's and and whatnot. And I also um, thought a lot about, you know, student loans. Some people get buried by that type of stuff, and I didn't really want to be like that. So... I chose the community college route, and I mean, I thought it was very beneficial for me. Um, SEC was super good. It was kind of like a, a high school community in a way. You know, college, some people can, these campuses are miles big, and there's tons of people, but SEC, Lincoln specifically, was it's kind of like a high school area, and uh, I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, so talk a little bit about your, your years there. So your, did you go in as like a business major and stay a business major or was there a different field that you kind of tried to go down? It was always business for me because I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do in life, but I knew if I had business, it would be a really versatile degree and, you know, you can do a lot of things with a business degree and that was kind of my mindset. Um, there were times where, you know, I was like, maybe I should do physical therapy or something like that, but I kind of stuck with business and uh, I feel like it's really, you know, helped me get my foot in the door at a lot of places, you know, where I've worked since graduating college. Definitely. So, yeah, it is a, a very diverse um, degree that you can have. Like mm-hmm. I said, you, it'll take you to um, all walks of life, you know, through any career that you, you know, there's a lot of, you know, beneficial stuff. So, you know, um, I believe, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of people out there that consider SEC, but sometimes they have like a, a preconceived like uh, notion about like the university or the campus. You know, what's a misconception out there about SEC that you kind of want to dispel, you know, that maybe, um, you know, whether it's it's viewed as a, a commuter only college and you can't mm-hmm. really get to know anyone or it's, you know, um, focused on um certain degrees that maybe are, are le- viewed as less than, but you know, what's kind of a, a misconception that you always battle? Yeah, I mean, I think that the last one that you said, you know, where people feel like you don't, you're not getting like as meaningful of a degree. You are, it's just a little less time. Um, a lot of employers don't really, I mean, some care if it's like a bachelor's, but most of them just like to see that you have some sort of higher education after high school. Um, and then another thing is like people think that it's, you know, they have to go to this four years so they can get like that experience. They want to live in a dorm. And I never really understood that because I, I always felt like dorms were not like fun places at all. I stayed in a few like with friends and stuff. But I mean, right out of high school, I learned how to, you know, pay rent. I learned how to do all of that stuff um, because I lived in an apartment with some friends. And so, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about community colleges, but 
in like trade schools, for example, but uh, I mean, they're just as beneficial as a four-year college, unless you're, you know, like a doctor, then you can't really go to a community college. But You can always start there. Yeah, you, yeah, know? you can start, do your generals. You know, yeah. I think I paid, I want to say it was $48 per credit hour of co in college for me. And I mean, you look at university, they're well above 100. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just that alone was enticing to me because, you know, I didn't have parents who were going to pay for my college and stuff. It was all... Whatever I was taking out in student loans was my responsibility, and I'm, I'm still paying on those. I'll be paying on those for probably another four, five years, so. The foreseeable future. Yeah, like. yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's, I knew that was going to be what it was going into it, but I wanted to do it the most feasible, um, logistic route that I could. Right, so you said that you were, um, you live, did you live on campus there at SEC for like a year and um, then move it, off? It wasn't on campus, it was so like across the street. Right. You know, they, they have a lot of like a development. The 84th and, and O area. area. Yeah, 84th yep. and O. So I actually lived in like Sunridge Apartments. I know those. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, they, they really accommodate well to the college scene um, and it's, a lot of the majority of the people that do live in those do go to college at SCC. So it's like its own little like community mm -hmm. there. Um, and I, yeah, you know, I was 18, actually I was 17 years old when I went up to college and, you know, had to have my mom co-sign for me on this thing. And I had some buddies, but you know, you learn a lot in those first couple of months of how to like, you know, you're an adult now. There's nobody paying for your stuff. I had to get a job. I worked at Kohl's. I was just going to ask, so, yeah, what, what kind of jobs did you work oh, in college? I worked right? all kinds of jobs. First one was Kohl's, which was I could just walk to work, so that was pretty nice. There is that Kohl's just yeah, right, yeah, yeah, right there. So I worked there for, um, I think it was like two, two and a half years. Okay. Just because, you know, it was something, you know, I could work nights, I could do class in the morning. Evenings, work nights, nights yeah, weekends. Yeah. And yeah. then um, from there, I ended up moving to like 27th Street, so that was quite a commute for college, but right. I worked, then I started doing like restaurant jobs, which I never want to do those again in my life, but you know, it, it got the bills. It's a good paid. experience, you and know. So I worked at Old Chicago on the south side for a while, and then, um, you know, there's a few other jobs like in between, like smaller jobs where I just did it for money and whatnot, and mm -hmm. then moved back to Henderson for a summer because I was doing like an internship and then I went back to Lincoln and worked at Honest Aids, which I'm, a lot of people are familiar with Honest Aids. I was there like right in the beginning of it. Not the beginning, but when they only had one store. Right. And it was like, it was like a delicacy. And now, you know, I love to see them flourish. They, they have four restaurants, I believe now, four, three or four. Yeah. So the, the change for them has been great. No, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough, I didn't have to pick up a job until I was like a sophomore or junior, and, but yeah, I was living in the, the fraternity house, doing, you know, living on campus at UNL, um, you know, that was a great experience, you know, but sometimes I do kind of, you know, wonder what my, you know, end game would have been like had I gone to an SEC, because I feel like maybe, you know, I struggled through university, you know, I was a, you know, a B student, you know, a B minus student. And so I struggled through university, and so I always wondered what, you know, how I would have done if things would have been any differently had I gone to. I'm happy where I'm at now, mm -hmm. um, but I always wonder in the back of my mind, you know, had I gone to SEC, you know, would I be in as much debt? Would I have, mm -hmm. you know, everything like that? And I, I mean, it's the same for me too. I wonder should I have went to university with all my friends? You know, I had a lot of friends who went to Wesleyan or UNL or 
and then you really look at it as like, should I have went out of state and tried to experience life a little bit? Mm-hmm. See, I never really got to do that, but you know, being you know 26 now, I'm grateful that you know I didn't get too far away. I could see like my niece and nephew grow. You know, my parents. Uh, I'm there for them if they ever need me. So I'm thankful that I, you know, I've been around here for for those times. Yeah, it was it was tough. You know, I had the opportunity to move away, and I, you know, I lived in Indianapolis, and then I lived up in Maine. And Maine, you know, that's a day's drive straight mm-hmm. to get yeah. to Maine. Um, or I mean, you're hopping on a plane, and that's still, you know, a few hours flight. And so mm-hmm. it is really tough being that far away from home because when you know the holidays roll around, when different you know, birthdays are happening and you, you know, it's just, you know, it's great today in the modern world, we have the technology to be able to stay in contact, but it's still not the same as, you know, being yeah, there in yeah. person, you know, Certainly. being able to miss out on those things. Um, so back to a little bit about, you know, SEC there, what was, um, you know, you got your, you know, first job after SEC. So what was that first job that you had right after SEC? So it was actually, I wasn't even graduated yet. I was taking uh, like an internship, which at the radio station. So I was still in my last quarter of That's, college. That's uh, KTMX? Yeah, 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 the one in New York, Max Country, Cool Radio. Most people in the area are pretty familiar with that. So I actually got on board right after the Nebraska Rural Radio Station bought that. Mm-hmm. I was like scanning something on the internet and they were you know, hiring some people for like sales positions. So uh, I did my internship as a salesman for the radio. And then about two months, I would say into that, they needed help in the the news and sports room. And so they transitioned me over there. So I finished my internship uh, as news and sports. But either way, it was, you know, work experience. I don't think they really really matter business-wise. But yeah, so... um, SEC, I guess, essentially opened the door for me in my brief radio career. Did you have any, like, want to go to into radio, or was that just something that, all right, it's an opening, let me, you know, try and get my foot in the door uh-huh. and see if I like it? I mean, it was a little bit of both. I, when I was growing up, obviously, radio was very big. There wasn't, there was, like, CDs and tapes that just kind of went away, but there wasn't really MP3s or Spotify or any of that, and so... I was always really intrigued by radio and I really loved like nostalgic like country music like Mm -hmm. what Max Country played (laughs) and so um, I just tried for it you know and I I got the position and then uh, you know I was I was excited just to do something that I never done before like I said I've worked in a lot of areas but it was never something like that and being from around the area I felt like it made it you know more fun for me because people would be like, oh, I love hearing you, and or, you're doing a great job, and stuff like that. So it was really, it was fun for me to to be a part of the radio in my time. Right on, yeah. Gene, Gene's a great you yeah. know, guy out there. And Gene see, I was there when Brad was there. Oh, Brad, okay. Brad was the very first one. He's actually who hired me. So um, I give I give a lot of thanks to that guy. He helped me a lot in my professional career. And then when his time came to an end, you know, Gene stepped in, and I think he's doing a great job. And he was a great boss to me. Um, I really, you know, I'm, I don't want to say indebted to that place, but I mean, they definitely helped me in my professional career a lot. For sure. So you started out as a sales intern and Mm -hmm. then you transitioned to news. Did you stay with news 
for that because you were with the radio for what two years yeah uh, it was close to like four four years so, okay yeah, it was right around four so, so talk me through those four years and your how your role maybe changed or stayed the same or yeah. everything like that so it started as a, a salesperson you know the guy who's like oh we got games coming up uh would you want to be a sponsor do you want to sponsor so, halftime the time yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i'm a pretty personable person so i was like yeah i mean i can give that a go and then Honestly, I barely even like learned how to do it, and they were like, "Okay, we need you in news and sports now," because it was a guy named Matt Harab at that time, and Matt uh, he was kind of struggling with everything because that was right when we started Concordia Sports. So you're, I mean, I'm sure if you know Tyler, he's mm-hmm. a pretty busy man, and yeah. so one person doing it, it's kind of tough. So they transitioned me there, and I was more of just like a guy who goes to county commissioner meetings and city council meetings and kind of takes notes and makes stories from that and then I kind of got into football I loved football growing up Uh, I don't want to say I have a wealth of knowledge about the game but I know enough about the game to you know maybe sound good on the air so uh, (laughs) I know what you're talking about yeah so I got recruited to do that with Matt as well and so I learned a lot about on air at that point and then they started then I started doing like newscasts so I would do the the afternoon news, so like one, two, three, four, and five. And that's just reading like a preset list of. Yeah, yeah. So I come up with these stories either you know off of the AP, like the Associated Press. They have a lot of stuff, so you either piece it together or it's like local stories from council or if there was an accident or something. And so uh, then yeah, I would do that in the afternoons and. And that, that was my day. You know, I'd spend the morning compiling these news stories and then put it together for on-air purposes or website, stuff like that. And then, um, so Matt left, and then we had a void where we didn't have, like, a news and sports guy for a little bit, and then Tyler Cavalli stepped in. And Tyler, he really helped me a lot when it came to, you know, technique. And we were the same age, so you've been in the radio station. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a lot was a lot older than yep, me yep. Um, and then Tyler came in and he's just a few years older than me really professional guy uh, I watched him grow he helped me um, kind of develop into a mediocre at best I guess uh, person on the air but uh, nevertheless I mean he was really he was really helpful in my you know career uh, being a broadcaster and then the time came where he left and then I was kind of like in this you know, no man's land where it was, I, you know, I learned everything that I needed to, but it was just weird not having him there to, you know, like guide me or tell me, Hey, you should do this or this, you know, it was, it was different for me. Um, but then, you know, the opportunity arose to, to take this position at Henderson healthcare. So, uh, I really, I couldn't pass that up. Right. I knew radio was like a great job for me. Like I didn't really see it as a career. I didn't think 45 years and retire, um, but it was a nice little, you know, stepping stone for me and, uh, the time came to an end and, but I'm grateful for the time that I had there for sure. No doubt. Um, yeah, it's always kind of a bummer when you're in those jobs and you get, you know, that workplace buddy that you're always bouncing ideas uh-huh. off, you know, that if you will, for, um, just to kind of help people visualize, you know, that tennis wall, where you yeah, just practice yeah, and yeah. you can beat ideas uh-huh. off of, you know, it's kind of a bummer when you lose that person because yeah. Yeah, they're, you don't realize how valuable they are until yeah. you don't yeah. have them and there. That, yeah, and that happened to me twice because, you know, Matt was there. He was mm-hmm. the one who really helped me, like, start, and then he left, and then Tyler came, and then Tyler left. 
but yeah. I still, you know, I still talk to Tyler a lot. Right, right. I mean, even now, still, I still talk to him. Uh, but without having him there at the job specifically, it was a little, it was a little more difficult. But I mean, he trained me enough to where I got by. I right. guess you could say. Um, so you know, what was you know, you were there for four years. What was one of the things that you really you know, learned and grew? You know, what really helped you there at the radio? What was like something, a skill or a trait that you picked up? You know, either from your coworkers or what was something that you really picked up from the radio station? Um, I would say how to talk professionally. That was probably one of the the highlights because you know I was doing interviews with Governor Ricketts or back when Mike Riley was a football coach, stuff like that. So it was how to you know kind of sound elegant, even if you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so and I think that that's you know a, a quality that a lot of people could use. Mm-hmm. So um, and then just it helped me. I don't use a lot of journalism anymore, but I mean, as a marketing director, I still write press releases and stuff. And I would say being in news uh, really helped me to my writing ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say those those two things, and it was you know experience to where you know I learned a lot of stuff and I retained a lot of it. But there was some stuff that you know I didn't necessarily need for later in life. But I would say the the talking to people. Um, is always a good thing to have. Right, yeah, you never practice that too much. And I guess the other thing that kind of surprised me is I guess you don't realize how much writing, I guess, goes involved yeah. into a radio. A yeah. You know, when it's you a think, lot. Of, think of radio, you just think of talking, but, you know, of that talking, I guess there's got to be a script, you got to have yeah. everything like that. Rarely is it improvised. You have guys like, you know, Doug, who's on Cool, who's been doing it for 30, 40 years. Right. Um, he can improvise the stuff, but when it comes to news and sports, rarely is there. Um, anything improvised it's all written down uh, almost to a T like mm-hmm. a, like a script so um, and if if you don't do that then you're really good at your job because I you know there's a lot of stuff you have to remember if you were going to do something like that yeah so. I've seen those like scripts where they got it you know so many lines and so many uh-huh. seconds and to yeah. have that all down point you know 15 words is going to count you know it's going to yeah, cost yeah. you about 8 yeah. seconds or something mm-hmm. like that it's pretty crazy to think about so what's another you know, what's something else people really should know about radio that maybe they, they don't know? You know, is there anything that's out there that's behind the scenes that, you know, people just maybe take for granted because they've never worked at a radio station and, and don't know what the behind the scenes kind of you know, entails? Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely takes a team. That's one thing that people don't understand. They hear the, the one guy or the two people um, on air. But, I mean, there's a whole group of people behind them making sure that these commercials play in the right spots or people who have to record these commercials for them, um, the people who make the liners for them, the, the, the content that they come up with, you know, is people meeting in an office saying, maybe we could talk about this or, you know, prizes, it, it, contests. It's all just – it's not what a lot of people think, you know. It's just these – two people on air coming up with this it's it's a team and in york we had a small team but luckily you know there was like krbn who was the mother station where we could you know feed off of them a little bit their ideas and and whatnot so yeah i mean that's definitely the misconception is that it's just these guys on air talking and that's even all like planned out as well you know frank and doug meet in the morning and they they have their list of what they're going to do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. I guess, yeah, you know, yeah, think about you just 
you hear the on-air product and mm -hmm. you just think, well, that's just them sitting down and talking, but you don't think the, you know, the hours that go into that, you know, hour and a half, two hours yeah. that they are on air that, you know, they spent four or five hours before that yeah. prepping to get to. And when it comes to like sports as well too, because you have to have somebody back at the station who is turning your like they call it a pot which is like the, this is for when you do live broadcasts yeah, yeah for when you do like live so you have somebody in the studio who's turning the board physically on and off based on what you what you're going to do and they have to so like for sports they have to play the commercials as well so those are called board ops um so that's like a whole nother it's like a mini engineer type thing um, just to make sure that these two guys can go on air and talk about a football game. But once they say, you know, they sign off, then it's all in that guy's hands. And then after their 30-second minute timeout, they're right back to giving it back to those guys. So, you know, they work really hand-in-hand, -hand for sure. And one could not do it without the other as well. So No, that's, that's yeah, that's really cool. My first exposure with, like, radio kind of, I think, really was when I was when I went to UNL I did that tuition mission mm -hmm. school bus survivor that they do with yeah. 1063 every year and Kyle Kurtz um, you know sat me down one evening I think it was towards the end of the show we didn't have much going on and he just showed me you know how they do their night radio with like pre-programming all the mm -hmm. songs and you know broadcasting live from from Lincoln or from the campus there you know there's a lot that goes into oh, it yeah. like it is it is a lot it, incredible. Uh, so talk to you a little bit about your role now here at um, Henderson Healthcare Services. You know, tell me, you know, what your role is here and what you kind of do and, and everything like that. Uh, so I was hired as the marketing and public relations director in February of, of 2019 this year. And, uh, man, I do all kinds of stuff, everything from... You know, I make the brochures that are in the lobbies to, uh, I plan events, like we just had a major fundraising event um, a couple weekends ago. Well, What was that? Uh, so it'd be our like clue mystery dinner. So it was, we had like a murder mystery style um, dinner and it was very successful. We raised a lot of money and actually completed a, like a capital campaign for Legacy Square, the building that we're sitting in currently. Um, so our goal was to raise a million dollars locally and we hit that mark with this fundraiser. So that campaign is over with, and now we're on to the next project, whatever that will be. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's a few things that I do. Um, all kinds of like employee, you know, benefit type things, like when it comes to like Christmas gifts, um, stuff like that, I kind of just piece together um, little things, you know, we can do for employees. Uh, like we have a, like a chili cook-off and stuff <laughs> like that, you know, little, little events to just, you know, you know, make staff enjoy their time here, but also on the back end make our patients and uh, people that use our services enjoy their time here as well. And so you do work just with Henderson Healthcare or is there another? Yeah, so there's actually another clinic. We have a clinic in Sutton called Sutton Family Practice that we actually started in 2005. Uh, 2015, we built a brand new building, beautiful um, building there in Sutton. And so, yeah, I do marketing for them as well. And it's a lot smaller scale stuff, though, because it's just a small clinic. Here we have assisted living, long-term care, a 13-bed hospital. We got clinic. Uh, so there's a little bit more that goes into the Henderson campus than the, the clinic in Sutton. 
Right on. Um, so what has been, you've been here, I mean, two months will be a year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two or three months. Uh-huh. And so what has been your favorite thing so far, you know, this past year? You know, if you had to put, you know, one or two things that really stand out that really made, all right, this is why I'm doing this job. I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say those are? Uh, I mean, well, I would say the latest, the Clue event, that was my first, like, my first fundraising event that I, other than, like, we do a golf tournament every year, but this was, like, the first event where I met with a group of people, and we came up with this plan for this fundraiser, and then we, you know, we put it all together, we planned, we prepped for it, we, you know, it was, like, a three-month process, and then finally it came, like, the day of, and there was 320 tickets sold to this event, so... Um, you know, that was a really rewarding feeling to see, you know, they brought me in for this purpose to, um, you know, get these events to, to succeed. And I felt like that was a nice little, you know, pat on the back. I mean, it was a whole team that did it. Uh, but I mean, my role in it was a significant one and I'm glad that it went off without any hitches. Um, the company that we hired to do the murder (laughs) mystery style was, they were phenomenal. Um, the business community, I definitely couldn't have done it without them. Um, Henderson and Sutton, a lot of money and items and stuff donated to make sure that, you know, we would succeed. So my, my part was minimal, but, you know, it was um, it was people like that, businesses and the, the general public that really made it a success. Awesome. No, that, that sounds like a great, you know, few events. Um, I didn't get the chance to go down to that major mystery. Um, but it sounds like something that would be a lot of fun. Are you guys planning on, you know, making this like an annual event, or was it just kind of a one-off deal? Um, well, I mean, we do we do like fundraising events when we have campaigns and stuff. So there will come a time where we'll do you know something again, maybe spring or next fall. Uh, murder mystery. I don't know if we'll do that again. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to f- find yourself being too repetitious. Yeah. So. Um, I'm sure there'll be, you know, I'll come up with something that'll be great, hopefully. And even you know, better. Yeah. yeah, I set the bar pretty high for myself, though, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, there um, you go, setting the bar. But, but I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for that's. I feel like my brain uh, wanted to be able to do stuff like this. You know, in the radio, it's kind of just trapped to like one sector. But mm-hmm. here, you know, it's all over the place, and I kind of like that. It makes the day enjoyable. And also going back to what you said about things that I enjoy about work my coworkers, obviously, you know, coming from a business in the radio station where there was like seven people, you know, you don't, you, you find yourself around them, the same people all the time here, there's 175 employees. So, you know, every day I'm, you know, talking to someone new, I've, I've met everybody here now, so <laughs> I know all their names and stuff, but uh, it's, it, there's always somebody different who you can, you know, pick their brain on something. What do you think would be great in this situation and, and whatnot? And I have a great team around me, uh, great leadership, great board. So uh, it, it makes it work very well. How's your team structure kind of set up here? Um, you know, do you, you know, who are the people that you work with most? Do you have like a committee that is underneath you that kind of helps come up with some of these ideas? And then who sits on that committee you know talk me through some of those things um it kind of just depends there isn't like a lot of committee stuff Mm -hmm. and i'm the only person in marketing so it's it's me when it comes to that but my ceo cheryl brown she helps me out a ton 
Um, she's always my go-to with ideas or if she has ideas, uh, I feel like we work really well together in, in making those come to fruition. Um, and then like leadership, you know, our CFO, Jill Myers, she helps me out an immense amount. Um, dietary, like who would be like our director of dietary or nutritional services, Ashley Freeman, um, she helps me out a ton. She's my age, so we, you know, we, we kind of think very alike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just all of leadership, you know, Shelly Amat, Carrie Peterson, Michelle George, um, all of all of those people have been really instrumental in, you know, helping the dreams of whatever we all come up with become reality. Um, there is a lot of males around here, though. It's, it's a lot of fe- it's a lot of females, but I think there's six guys out of 175 that work here. Six or seven. I share an office with one of them, so that's that's stick okay. Together. Yeah, exactly. We got to stick together. But you know, I, I wouldn't really have it any other way. I I feel like um, you know working with females is something I've never really done before. Not you know majority of female, um, but I like it. You know, they're they're creative. Uh, they help me out a lot with, you know, I have to come up with a float idea. I, I don't know anything about parade floats. You know, I don't know <laughs> about Christmas lights and stuff. So, you know, it's really helpful having them and they can make these awesome. Yeah. So like they can put together a great amount of um, silent auction items. Oh, they're, really, they're really good at piecing that stuff together. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly because, you know, in my role with YCDC, you know, we share an office with. You know, the Visitors Bureau, that's Bob. Yeah. That's the other guy that's in our office. Then we have the Chamber and then the Community Foundation, which are all comprised of female employees, mm-hmm. which is, is great because, like you said, they, they know those those little subtle things that we just don't yeah. pay attention yeah. to. Absolutely. And having came from, you know, the sales and banking industry um, that's typically dominated by males, it's mm-hmm. it's nice. And then I was at work for my fraternity as well, which... Luckily yes. enough, our home office had a good diverse of male-female representation. But other than that, a lot of my jobs have been male-dominated, so it's it's nice to get you know onto that side and you know just deal with mm-hmm. you know le- less of those things. Yeah. And so that that's really great. Um, now, what have you enjoyed about you know you were so it sounds like you, you've lived here in Henderson um, so since graduation from Lincoln. Um, what have you enjoyed about being able to work now in Henderson instead of having, you know, it's not much of a commute, 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. you still had a little bit of a commute back and forth between York. So what's it like, you know, being here in Henderson, you know, for most of your days? Uh, I would say it's really nice, you know, I get to go home for lunch, which a lot of people, you know, they probably are like, oh, that, you know, that doesn't sound whatever. I love it personally. And if you've been to Henderson, you know, there isn't like a lot of like food choices here, like I couldn't just go to like McDonald's or something mm-hmm. and eat poorly. Uh, it's pretty much, you know, you either eat some cafeteria perks. here if they have it, or yeah, Perks. Perks is one too. Um, but I just prefer to go home. You know, it gives me my thirty minutes away uh, to just relax a little bit, take work off my brain for a second, eat some some food that I have already prepared. I don't have to spend money on it, right? Again, right. You know. Um, so yeah, I like that. Um, when it comes to winter, I you know I kind of started in February, so it was, as winter was tailing off. But um, when I worked at the radio station, you know you you'd either have to go in when it's blizzarding, or they would tell you to stay like home here. You know it's only a block, so if I have to get work done, like if I can't move my truck, I can still work here. I can yeah. still walk to work. Right. Um, so I like 
you know, I, if I need to be in the office, I can be here. Um, and then also, you know, I deal with a lot. A lot of my friends live in Henderson as well. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them came back from college and have settled here. So it's nice to just right after work. It, it's a one minute drive home, and then I can you know see my friends whether they're getting off work here in Henderson as well. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, I, I really enjoy Henderson. It's a nice little community. Has a lot to offer. So what's it been like? You know, you said you grew up in Aurora, and then you you came to Heartland while you were in. Middle school, high school? Yeah, uh, it was junior high. Junior. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit before junior high. What people, if fifth grade falls into fifth, junior high. Fifth, sixth grade, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so you've you know been here a while. You know the community leaders. What's it like, um, you know, having been, you know, just a wee lad here, and now you're working with, you know, mayors. You're working mm -hmm. with the, the CEO of Henderson Healthcare, yeah. who probably when you were growing up, you had no idea who that person was. And so what's it like, you know, being working shoulder to shoulder with these community leaders. Now. Well, I did actually know Cheryl because I played baseball with her son in Sutton, so I feel like that's how the, like the connection started. But mm -hmm. um, I'm sure a lot of them. I mean, I'm still kind of shocked to like think that you know I I go to chamber meetings and I, I hang out with these business leaders and stuff and you know people from the school because when I was in high school, you know I wasn't I wasn't a great kid. I probably didn't have the best reputation. Uh, but, you know, you go to college and you, you learn a lot about yourself and you know, I came back as a, a different man than when I left. Um, and I feel like a lot of them were shocked at first, you know, like on my, uh, I'm a part of the foundation here. Mm -hmm. I go to all the meetings and one of the people on there is my old principal. And I mean, he gave me detentions and what I never got suspended, but he, I mean, he gave me detentions and, you know, I get, lectured me and stuff and and then on our board is my old superintendent and you know i think it's it's not weird for me to be mingling with them but if you would have asked me 10 years ago if i would have anything to do with really either of them in a professional light i probably would have been like no i, I definitely don't think <laughs> not so. a chance yeah but i you know i'm thankful because they're very wise individuals and they they share a lot of insight with me in in my career and you know in my future in general so you know, I'm thankful to be able to to call them, you know, not a partner, I guess you could say, but, you know, people that have helped me, you know, kind of along the way here at Anderson Healthcare. And then, you know, people in the business community um, here really, you know, help support me. Like Lowell Huebner, who owns Huebner Body Shop, he uh, he's guided me a lot. His son, Lance, one of my best friends. Um, so they, they've kind of guided me in through like my transition from being a, a pesky kid to, <laughs> you know, I'm what some, I guess, would hopefully say like a, a well-rounded adult. Right. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that I can thank for sure. Yeah, we've definitely come a long way since uh, um, those York County Fair days yeah. when we were 16 rolling around uh -huh. causing a nuisance. I, I remember, I remember those days <laughs> very, very vividly. Yeah, so we've, we've definitely come a long way since then. And so, um, you know, what's something else that everyone, you know, should know about Henderson, Henderson Healthcare? Um, you know, there, this is another, you know, ho uh, clinic hospital that is in the county. Um, it's not the largest one that's in the county or anything like that. Um, but what really kind of sets Henderson Healthcare apart and what's something that you really want you know, other people to know about this place? Well, I mean, we offer everything as like the bigger ones, like the York Generals and stuff. They maybe have some nicer facilities, uh, but 
we do offer, you know, we have specialty clinics. We have all kinds of stuff from urology to asthma and allergy. We got general surgery here. Um, you know, we offer this, this legacy square that you're in right now is probably one of the best long-term living facilities in, I know South Central Nebraska, maybe even the state. And then you have all these closing left and right, Milford, Utica, mm -hmm. Crete, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're dropping and while they're dropping, we're thriving. So, um, that's, you know, that's a, a beautiful area of, of our healthcare. Um, but you know, some people it's like you, you compare big hospitals to like a big city, you know, they're for some people, some people prefer like a smaller, more rural area. So I would say that's kind of where we come into play. Um, we have, you know, an amazing hospital, great ER, um, our clinic, you know, we can get you in the day of for our clinic. There's not a lot of um, hospitals in, in Nebraska that can just do like, a, I mean, probably not a walk-in. You can do walk-ins in certain instances, <laughs> but I mean, if you call, we'll do our best to get you in that same day if you need to. Um, and that's just kind of that small town um, stigma thing that we we're trying to uphold here in Henderson. No, it's a it's a great trait to have. You know, um, I think a lot of people do get lost in the, you know, the the scale and size that is York General and things like that. You know, they, they do the best they can to have that you know personal you know relationship. You know, but when you have you know an organization that's, you know, I think they employ <clears throat> three hundred plus mm -hmm. employees. You know, it's kind of hard to you know have that you know personal relationship. But it, it's much more mm -hmm. feasible here at a Henderson Healthcare or, or a Sutton. You know, family practice and not to mention I mean uh, as York General is in um, our, you know, like York we are also like the biggest economic like driver in a small community like mm -hmm. um, Henderson you know we employ the most people um, and you know it keeps a lot of the, the money in town I guess mm -hmm. you would say and a lot of our clients or not clients um, patients are from the Henderson Sutton area mm -hmm. and so I feel like they have like a sense of pride that they're not taking it outside of you know their their area right so, keep the money um, local yeah yeah exactly just like a like a chamber type mm -hmm. thing you know they, they try to promote local shopping and we, we try to promote local health care so right on um, so going back a little bit we'll kind of go back to your you know days at SEC was there ever a time where you thought I'm gonna stay in Lincoln? I'm gonna go to Omaha. I'm gonna go to Kansas City. You know, I'm gonna go to Kearney. And did did those ever cross your mind, or was it always you know I'm going back to York County? That's where I want to be. Uh, I mean, I definitely thought that I was gonna stay in Lincoln for a while. You know, because I, I love Lincoln. It's it's a great size. You can get across the town in no time. There's everything that you would ever need there. Uh, but there just came a point where, you know, I saw my friends, you know, start to kind of move back. And then I was like, you know, that area provided so much for me, you know, York County specifically provided so much growing up to where, you know, I'm not opposed to the idea of coming back. And like I said before, I wanted, I knew I kind of wanted to stay in Nebraska. I didn't know where that was going to be. Not really a fan of Omaha. It's a little bit big for me, but Lincoln was perfect. Um, and then there just came a point where I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to move back. A lot of my friends are back. My family is, my mom lives seven miles down the road here. So if she ever needs anything, I can be there and vice versa. So um, in the beginning of like when I graduated, or I guess, you know, of college, um, I didn't foresee myself coming back here, at least right away. 
Um, but then as I progressed throughout college, I realized what rural Nebraska, specifically like York, can do for you know a young professional um, like myself or, or like you. So I think we kind of both we came back for like the same type reasons. So yeah, we're both very you know we're both you know fortunate you know that we started different careers. You know, you started the radio station, I started the bank. They ne- weren't necessarily for us, but we were still able to find a place of belonging and where we could actually feel like we're giving back to the community and we're doing, you know, what we really want to enjoy or what we want to do and enjoy doing that. And so that is something that's great about, you know, York County for young professionals, like you said. Mm-hmm. There are so many opportunities. You know, if you start one job, that doesn't mean that it, that's where you're going to be forever. You can, you know, pivot and work, you know, somewhere completely else. Who would have thought going from radio to health services I knew, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the area, and I, I'm pretty personable, so it felt like a good move for me, um, and I, you know, I always love talking to new people and doing that, so marketing and public relations, I mean, you relate with the public, and mm-hmm. that's um, something where I felt like it was my strong suit, you know, so I'm, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity. What advice would you give to someone moving back, you know, as a young professional, to the York County area, what, what what kind of things would you say to them to um, you know ease their mind a little bit? Um, it, it depends. Like if, if you grew up in this area, you'll probably it'll come a little bit more natural. But if you're like from out of state, for example, and you just you got this opportunity in York, I would say join programs like you know York Area Young Professionals. I was a part of that that helped me meet a lot of people in that you know in that York you know young professional sector. And then, um, you know, Chambers, I feel like I've met a lot of people through there, just events, go out, do some stuff, um, and try to interact with people of your age. And I don't, I don't mean like go to a bar and meet people, whatever. I'm talking like in a professional manner. Um, even if you work at McDonald's or if you work, if you're the vice president of Cornerstone, you can still come together and meet on, you know, certain topics, just engage, um, and that's kind of how that's how I would say to, to go about it is just, you know, get out there, just meet some people. No, that's, that, that's great advice. Um, you know, getting out there and meeting people, you know, going to all the different community festivals, you know, going to, you know, Henderson Community Days, going to Bradshaw Days, going over to Waco, um, down to Mustang Roundup, York Fest. There's a lot of events going on that, you know, some people just don't realize or because, you know, they grew up here, it's just kind of on repeat in their head. They don't realize, you know, all the unique opportunities that exist out there. So. Yeah, and, you know, I always heard this quote growing up, it's not like, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And so the more people, you know, you interact with, um, I'll, you know, I'll take it to my grave that I got this job because of my previous relationship with Cheryl. She knew what type of person I was, um, her son knew all that. So it's like, you know, she knew that I was, you know, had the abilities to do the job, but it was because I knew her before is why I believe that she, that I even knew about this job, that it forecame to me being a, an interviewee uh, and, and then a final candidate for the position. So it's just, you know, meet people, get out and meet people. No, for sure. Um, so we'll fire into our last little bit we have here. I have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Um, what is your favorite restaurant in York County? You had to pick one to go to. 
Um, I really like La Casina. I feel like that's a very common one that you probably get. I like it a lot, but uh, the, the smell of Mexican food lingers on you for hours afterwards. But man, delicious food. I, I enjoy it. Great. So we'll, that leads me right into my next one. Favorite meal. Is, is your favorite meal at La Casina or do you no, have like no. a, a, a staple? I mean, I really like, I like pizza, like Perk's Pizza is fire. It's some of the best pizza there is. Um, their crab rangoon pizza is, is pretty next level. They just do a really good job um, filling that, you know, my pizza void here in Henderson. No, so. that's a great little restaurant in Perk's that they have yeah, here downtown. Yeah, absolutely. Town. Janet. Janet really brought something nice to this community. We were, it used to be Dutch Kitchen, and then that closed, and there was nothing. There was a subway and the grocery store, and she really did a good job of, you know, filling that void, like I said, for a lot of these people, these farmers to go get lunch or, you know, dinner. There's even, you know, they serve alcohol there now, which, I mean, nobody would have thought that in Henderson, but, you know, times are changing, and she was one of the, in the forefront, you know. That's really exciting, yeah. Um, especially, you know, I've been here a couple of times, and even meetings in the back, you know, they had mm-hmm. a big meeting space or event space. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to host, like, a bridal shower or something like that, yeah. it's a nice little community meeting room. You know, During well. alumni weekend, they actually had, a, a, like, an acoustic band in there, and they had, you know, kind of a few, like, beers on tap, for example, and, you know, you just... It was the young people like us, you know, we just converged there. It was actually a guy who graduated from Heartland who was doing the band. So we all had something in common and we just met there, people that I haven't seen in years. And we just talked like we were never apart. So it's it's a nice little space. It's, it's a nice service that she provides there. Definitely. Um, favorite bar then? In the county, is there like? Uh, I mean, there isn't really any bar. I, I like big Rash. Hunter's Lounge or Bulldog. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Hunter's. I would say the one that I go to the most is probably Bulldog Roadhouse in Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. I used to go there a lot when it first opened, you know, just because it was a lot of people, you know, meeting people. But um, now it's kind of just more, a little bit more relaxed, and um, I I enjoy it. I think it's a great thing for. Great cook. Yeah. Great yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, Zeus. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that place. I haven't been there in a while, honestly, but um, it was that, was that would probably be my favorite bar. This I'd summer, say. we did a few rounds of golf here at Henderson. You know, did a couple uh-huh. rounds of nine. Yep. And then we went over to the Bulldog, you know, in that afternoon to have pizza. Uh-huh. Yeah, their pizza's really good, too. No better combination yeah, than those yep. two things agree, right there. I agree. Um, so... Favorite annual event that you have um, in the county? You know, are you a big York Fest guy? Do you like you know Henderson Community Days? Do you you know always try to get to the county fair? What's mm-hmm. kind of that big event that you're always looking for? Well, I mean, uh, growing up in Henderson, I have to say Henderson Community Days because you know the car show or um, you know the the random tournaments like alumni style like softball or basketball, um, the fireworks show in the evening. Uh, I think it's, and then now, now, you know, they're having live bands and stuff here. So it's ever changing. And I feel like it's a, it's a really fun event for really anybody. A lot of people come from out of town. There's a 5k. We actually host the 5k here now. So, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great little service that the chamber does for. Cause that's like a all weekend, like a Friday through yeah, Sunday event, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and there's, I mean, there's really anything you would 
neat. There's craft shows. There's farmers market. There's you farmers do. markets. Yeah. yeah, I can't even think of it all honestly. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a nice little thing. But don't get me wrong, York Fest is you know tremendous. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that that York does very well. I love their fireworks show. Mm-hmm. That was fun yeah. to be a part of for yeah. so many years. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, even Bradshaw, their community days, I feel like that's a small, like, Nebraska thing. It's just to have, like, an awesome, like, event in the summer, like, mm-hmm. where the whole town can just come together and really, like, mesh. People forget about their problems, and they just come and have a good time. So. That is the best part, I think, of rural America is, you know, the hometown celebrations uh-huh. that yep. everyone gets involved with. Mm-hmm. And know? it seems like every town has them, too. Mm-hmm. Whether you have 20 people or you have... 10,000 there is always you're doing something to bring the people together and I feel like that's you know kind of what we need in more in America I would say yeah. togetherness for sure right on um, last one I kind of got here if you could start any business what would you start what would you do <laughs> money's no yeah. object you can I that's kind of a hard one I guess um <laughs> I feel like a <laughs> a shrimp farm <laughs> okay a shrimp farm in Nebraska I feel like that could maybe be uh, pretty successful uh, I've actually talked with some that's weird I've talked with some of my buddies about you know weird business opportunities and that was kind of one that we like settled on we're like man I wish we could do like a shrimp farm I don't even like shrimp personally <laughs> but I know that it's a it's a popular dish and there's nowhere you can get like fresh like, fresh, fresh shrimp in nebraska so that was that was one of the main ones yeah it was that's a, incredible a shrimp farm <laughs> i don't know how you do that maybe like tanks where you grow i don't know yeah the shrimp you know, i mean you, you probably have to you know have like an enclosed building because yeah. i don't imagine they live well in the winter <laughs> no. but, um yeah that was that was kind of my thought a nebraska shrimp, shrimp farm would be one of a kind yeah that yeah is so for sure. yeah take that one to uh Next time you do this podcast, say, well, somebody said they want a shrimp farm, so. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to say to kind of, you know, do your little, you know, 30-second pitch? You got a minute pitch for anything that's coming up no. with Henderson Healthcare or anything? Um, I mean, up? no, not really. There's, we're always doing something ever-changing. There will come a time when, um, you know, our this, this was our last project with Legacy Square, and there will be another project on the horizon, and it'll be something to you know, improve our facilities, whether it's, um, you know, adding more hospital beds or a better surgery or something, there will be something where we will continue. We always continuously improving. I mean, I have a list of 30 things that we've done here at this organization to, to keep improving for our patients. So, um, that's one thing to definitely be on the lookout for is the next project that will be coming to help us better serve you, the, the patient. No, perfect. Well, that's that's great. It's been great sitting down with you for the last uh, few minutes. You know, we've had you know kind of similar journeys, um, getting back to York and everything like that. And it's been really exciting to watch you progress through your career. Um, it's you know been really exciting to see you grow and everything like that. Um, and you know, it's great to you know bring those people, you know, the the York County residents that get away. It's great to mm-hmm. have them you know, come back into to the York County area. So I'm very appreciative of the fact that you did come back to York, Nebraska, or York County, and, you know, living here in Henderson and promoting everything great that is going on here at Henderson Healthcare. So I wish you the best in your future and everything to come. You know, I hope to have you here for another, you know, 20 years so we can sit down and 
and re-listen to this podcast again and re-record something better in the future. So thanks again for taking your time out of your day, Luke. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. And the same goes to you. I, I love watching you grow as well. And I feel like um, there's a lot of uh, young professionals and it's always great for us to get together in moments like this and try to help spread the word of the, the good things that 17 County kind of has to offer. So I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.